This is Defenders TV Podcast, episode 110, where we're talking about Jessica Jones on our recap episode. Alias Investigations. We've got cases and shit, so I'll leave a message. Welcome back, fellow Defenders. This is Derek, one of your hosts of Defenders TV Podcast, and we're here with episode 110 of our podcast, and we're talking about Jessica Jones for a bit of a recap before we get to the Defenders. Yes, I'm one of your other hosts, Chris, and it's Chris Jones. I have no relation at this point to Jessica Jones, although I wish I did. <laughs> Hi, and I am uh, rounding out the group as John, your third and final host. Yes, yes, not John Jones. Not John Jones, no. <laughs> that's, a diff- that's a different universe altogether. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into this, I just wanted to say thanks to some of our listeners over on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Defenders TV podcast uh, who asked us to do this. They were saying that we do an episode by episode coverage of each of the shows, but we don't really do a wrap up at the end to kind of give an overview of the show and what we thought overall. So uh, I thought this is a really good idea and we're going to try our best to get one for each of our Defenders as we go. We have obviously Daredevil, we have Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Iron Fist all making up the Defenders. The show is coming out by the on the 18th of August worldwide. So we're going to try and do a little recap of each of the episodes or each of the series uh, so far and try and get them out in time for The Defenders. So thanks for the suggestion. Really good one. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And of course, if you want to listen to the rest of the Defenders 101, as well as Daredevil that we did for DTVP 109, uh, as well as all of the individual episodes for the uh, Defenders series um, previously, then of course, you can just head on over to DefendersTVPodcast.com forward slash iTunes for Apple Podcasts, or you can just search for Defenders TV Podcast in any good podcast catcher. And of course, you can join the conversation with us uh, over on Twitter at DefendersCast and over on the Facebook group at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Defenders TV Podcast. Absolutely. And if you want to send in feedback to us as you watch the episodes of The Defenders, just email us at feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com uh, just with the episode that you're talking about, because we don't spoil ahead. Uh, make sure you mark what episode it is you're talking about. Uh, or you can record your thoughts over at our website at DefendersTVPodcast.com. With all that said, time to get into Jessica Jones. And I can unequivocally say after 60 odd episodes so far i think of of uh, of the defender shows <laughs> feels like that anyway um this is my absolute favorite show uh, jessica jones is the one that hit me right in my sweet spot for tv shows overall i am in complete agreement there i think the creator and showrunner melissa rosenberg along with the cast um were absolutely Fantastic. And this is my favorite Defenders show uh, so far. Uh, and that is uh, not to take away, say, from Daredevil at all, because I remember just being absolutely gobsmacked when that came out, just how well they did it. I think here it was just the entire concept of, of this show through the 13 episodes, how it flowed. And of course, you know, with 
any fantastic protagonist there is the antagonist and uh, i think we have probably with wilson fisk as well um but certainly in combination with the heroine of the piece jessica jones uh, and the flawed heroine of the piece which made it even more interesting Mm -hmm. you have a absolutely despicable antagonist in the purple man played by david tennant Mm -hmm. you know kilgrave he was just a perfect marry to the vulnerability of jessica jones with with the idea of her uh, alcohol abuse her kind of down and out uh, kind of vibe that she has mm-hmm. and I, I think this idea of a powerful woman and life after uh, abuse you know and, and getting that confidence back her flatmates her friends you know trish the all of this really uh, just solidifies a, an excellent um cohesive series for me mm-hmm You've literally hit upon the main themes that we've kind of all agreed when we were going through this series that the, the, this whole show was about life after abuse. Yeah. Uh, PTSD, the many terminologies, the clinical names you want to call it. This is how you can survive after you've been through a rape, both mental, physical, whichever way you want to classify it. In this show, there was both. Um, and also, as you said, uh, how you can be a, uh, in this case, super-powered heroine or a woman in today's United States of America, in mm-hmm. today's society. Um, and I didn't think that these would hit home for me, personally, as much as they did. I have never suffered for any of these things. I am not a woman. I'm not super-powered. So, in theory, this should not resonate with me so much but the as you said the showrunner Mr. Rosenberg the the characters the, the actors the actresses um they were all it was so well done that it brought a it, it managed to resonate with not just me but uh, many many other people around the world mm-hmm. which is v- very interesting yeah. but before we get into kind of more discussions about it do you guys want to kind of give a quick synopsis of the season as a whole? And then from that, we can then discuss kind of how those points played out and more what we our thoughts on that season. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a lot that obviously went on. It's a 13-episode season. But to boil it down to its basic components, uh, the general synopsis for the season is after getting superpowers from a car accident that killed her family as a teenager, Jessica Jones was taken in by a young actress, Trish Walker, and her abusive mother, Dorothy. After using her powers to save Malcolm Tukas, a social worker in New York, Jessica encounters Kilgrave, a man with the power to control minds. Kilgrave kidnaps and forces her to carry out a relationship with him and murder a woman who is threatening him. This murder breaks Kilgrave's hold over Jessica and she escapes from him. Kilgrave resurfaces and starts to control people all around Jessica, from Malcolm Tukas to young Hope Schlotman and former Special Forces operative turned police officer Will Simpson, all the way to the unbreakable Luke Cage all to try and get back at Jessica. Unable to let these innocents be hurt and tortured by Kilgrave like she was, Jessica works with Jerry Hogarth and Trish Walker to hunt down and take out Kilgrave for good. That's the general synopsis. I think that kind yeah, of is the whole series fair. boiled down. There's loads of characters in there, loads of, of stuff that's going on. And for me, as I say, it is my favourite show, but I think 
it is a 13 episode series so there are some you know there's lags there's there's little things that that it's not a perfect show um but the one thing that carried me through the whole lot of it is jessica um christian ritter's performance in this character she's previously a comedy actress uh, and had done breaking bad was kind of her big breakout role for for a niche show i suppose uh, so she's done drama she's done comedy in the bitch in apartment 13 i think is the name of it um so she's done those types of shows, but she's never really held a show. She's never been the central character in a drama series like this where so much is going on. And she was fantastic for me. Uh, really looking forward to her appearance in, in Defenders. But for, for me, she just held this show together. 100%. I, I was the same as you. Kind of going into this, I remember when they announced the casting, I was a bit like, really? Did Kristen? Like, I, I, uh-huh. like, I wasn't a fan of her uh, personally in Breaking Bad. Um, but I did enjoy her comedic timing and uh, etc. within uh, the bitch in apartment thirteen, and it was a good. I I just didn't see the the fit at that point. I have never been so happy to be proven wrong. She does from when we've seen the runs in the comic books of this character, um, in Pulse etc. Um, her the the character that has been defined and built out is really interesting and the fact that Kristen is able to play that flawed character that is Jessica and bring her to life in the way that she does for all her positive traits and her negative traits the alcoholism the 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 PTSD the but then also the positive is in the loyalty determination the you can i could continue on her big one really is she never runs away from a fight and that's that's kind of embodies the character she never wants to be controlled again so even with things like the really awful thing that's happening with luke cage throughout the season even standing up and eventually telling him that the reason she sought him out is because well she murdered his wife definitely yeah definitely like i mean she's a fighter she's a scrapper and I, i think completely uh with with chris you know it is that contrast, uh, I think, uh, between that darkness of this show uh, and the brutality of it, with the the hope of of, of an out, and you know, really pieces, great little moments of levity as well within this darkness. Mm. I mean, you know, you go from you know Hope Schlotman you know, kills her parents. You have the the brutality of a thousand cuts with Jerry Hogarth and her her partner. Um, you know, you have Kilgrave's parents uh, and the brutality of that soundproof room and what goes on in there. You have even just the guy that just on the offhand from Kilgrave, who he tells a guy to go over to the railings and stand looking at the railings for the rest of his life and you you know the director and the script writers just have the 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 foresight whoever it was that decided just to you know have a panning shot where that guy is still there and he's Mm -hmm. wet his pants and you know that kind of brutality of this you know coupled to you know the the hope that her and luke cage might um have a lasting relationship that mm-hmm. she may escape the clutches of Kilgrave, her friendship with uh, Malcolm, uh, with Trish, um, 
all those those aspects um i i think is uh is so so well done yeah. um you know we have the, the that first little bit of a uh, of a crossover with having luke cage in there but it's done in a really meaningful way mm-hmm. you have jerry hogarth as well who then ends up in in iron fist yeah yeah quite uh, so some nice little touches uh, and nods to the other shows, either with people in them uh, or just little references. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, we do have the, the absolute classic moment of Luke Cage with the angle grinder uh, <laughs> and his abs. I mean, you can't escape. I mean, it was slightly crazy. I At the time, I remember going, did that just happen? Uh, because it seemed slightly out of, of sorts, you know, with, with with the whole series. But actually, it was just amazingly like silly and fun. And mm-hmm. um, it's like the the alias door as well. Um, you know, the glass getting smashed, it getting broken over and in. Over again. You know, and, and that. Yeah, you, and the bed sex as and well. The Don't bed sex, the, yeah. Sorry, the, well, obviously the bed sex, but the fact that they break the bed having sex. Yeah. This is super-powered humans having sex together, and they don't shy away from it in the show, which is something that was a huge shock when we saw it at New York Comic Con. Um, it was a huge shock how adult they were going with this show. Not that Daredevil Season 1 wasn't adult, but it was more adult on the violence side. This show was going more adult in its topics that it was covering and the kind of the, the content of the show overall was more for a different audience. Uh, I've not, I've now met a ton of people who've just watched Jessica Jones because this series itself appealed to them. And they do play down the, the superpowers quite a lot in the show. Um, but there's enough there for comic book fans. There's enough there for, for other people that are just interested in seeing good drama. Well, absolutely. Other than a few leaps uh, and a few bounds yep. um, and maybe a little bit of takeoff, um, you know, Really, it, it it is, yeah, it's played down, it's subdued here, definitely. But, uh, yeah, angle grinder. <laughs> okay, for my part, the angle grinder was less of an appeal. For me personally, the David Tennant's character of Kilgrave, his performance in this, I have remembered him as the Doctor. He will always be a, hold a special place in my heart as mm-hmm. the Doctor. But seeing the actor portray the purple man Kilgrave in this was a it was a relishment if I want to call it that I enjoyed every part of it Mm. I enjoyed hating him and being disturbed by this character this is the first bad guy I can say within the Marvel probably the only actually outside of Wilson Fisk as John said earlier who you actually loathe. And I think Wilson Fisk, you don't loathe. You They built his character in such a way that you can kind of empathize and see where he's coming from, etc. For, for most of the season, yeah. Yeah. This character is despicable. Yeah. It is the, the, the full usage of his powers. But they do, in the series, show you how he was formulated. They mm-hmm. built... It's not just one of those throwaway... Oh, he's just a bad guy who likes doing bad things. You actually see why he became who he is. Mm -hmm. Definitely. He was also abused. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I I think as well, you know, whether it's just purely by chance of the fact that Jessica Jones was the second of the Defenders to to be released on Netflix. I, I think you're right. You know, Wilson Fisk... 
you are asked to kind of get into his skin and understand his motives and to an effect sympathize with him with Kilgrave, the contrast between you know the daredevil bad guy of wilson fisk even though ultimately by the end you you see him as being a thug and you know you're asked to empathize Kilgrave, it's diff- it's difficult to do that, even though you see the formulation of, of what's made him. You know, as soon as you see him with his parents, you kind of go, there is no hope yeah. um, here, uh, because he, he is absolutely despicable, as well as a host of other things. And the other great thing, I think, that they show a formulation of a new character with police officer Will Simpson, who ultimately starts off as, you know, a regular good cop and gradually um, just starts to get turned into someone who has very dubious motives. You know, he kills uh, the detective in the sound room, you know, and he starts to have his breakdown and become threatening to Trish. Yeah. So you see that formulation as well on screen with, with Will Simpson, mm-hmm. not to the same effect as Kilgrave. Um, and I'm sure Jessica Jones, too, will take his character in, in a different way. But, you know, all this stuff that is going on with Jessica you know, gives her a certain perspective on, on life, which I think is really unique for this Defenders uh, coming together. It's probably why, you know, she's a bit more weary and a bit more sarcastic towards the other Defenders like we saw in, in the trailer. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I think that's an important thing. She doesn't take herself too seriously as the superhero. And you can see... I think, as you said, on the, you know, when we went through the San Diego Comic-Con trailer for the Defenders, that's why she's almost kind of in her mocking of Iron Fist and Daredevil. It's kind of almost a subtext for lighten up, will you? Absolutely. Um, you know, you you're not the, anything the be all and end all yeah. of, of this this universe. Yeah. In terms of Kilgrave, one of the interesting things I thought that they did with his character was they did try and explain it from his point of view. So like yep. the, like they do with the character, with all of the characters, but it wasn't to make you sympathize or empathize with the character. They were trying to tell you he was all powerful from the moment he realized he was able to control people. He was all powerful to those people. And then he tried to expand that power to be able to control more and more people. And it's what he does with it that's so that makes him so interesting to watch and difficult to watch. It's that he can tell them to do anything at all. And the things he tells people to do around him are absolutely despicable. The, the fact that he's going in and just taking people's homes out from underneath them and making them say it's okay. Um, telling people who have children to lock their children in wardrobes while he's in the house. Uh, having the gay couple kill each other effectively so that he can have their apartment you know it's just despicable horrible things that he's doing because he can yet in his mind he's kind of going yeah but what would you do if you told someone uh, to shake their hand and they just kept shaking their hand for days on end what would you do if you had that power well nobody else would do what he did yeah definitely and it goes beyond that in that his the the relationship we we see between the antagonist and protagonist the 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 jessica and kilgrave that in his mind, his relationship with her is still good. Mm-hmm. It is what he was doing for her was for the good of all of them. It was he loved her and she loved him. And it was so twisted mm-hmm. 
It's yeah. the fact that he can't separate between the control that he's forcing on somebody else. It's the fact that he can't separate that away from what is a real relationship. Uh, and that's kind of what he, why he is just, he is an allegory, an allegory for a rapist. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I know there's a lot of criticism of the show for actually taking it there and for actually calling out that Jessica feels like she was raped because they did have sex over that year. Uh, that's not the way the comic books play it. They, I believe they specifically say she was not raped by him um but he's an allegory for a rapist he is a person that believes that by forcing himself on jessica and for her going along with everything that he said that means she agrees with it yeah and i think as well it's okay you know he is despicable and so on but in his treatment of jessica it is the mundaneness of some of the things that he is trying to recapture like the home and the the controlling home that it would be if mm-hmm. if she were to go back to him. The restaurant. This is, was our favorite restaurant. Yeah. Come back here. That's the last place that Jessica wants to be after having, uh, uh, you know, on one at one time broken away from him and escaped him, and now he's come back to haunt her. And that kind of flashing. Uh, sort of recollection of Jessica, like when she's on the the subway of him there with her as well, yeah. even though he's not and he's not projecting into her mind. I mean, I think maybe at the Fabulous. time we kind of thought that, but it, it, it's that that he's always there and in these places that they used to frequent when they were together. Mm-hmm. That is just as creepy and disturbing as any of the the more violent, the more brutal aspects that that Kilgrave brings. And I think it he brings this also, um, you know, the whole storyline. He brings it back to Luke Cage as well, where he gets luke cage to attack her where he mm-hmm. realizes that he could be a threat but it, it it then is a level deeper in that jessica had shot luke cage's um wife as well so while under his influence while yeah. under his influence mm-hmm. yeah so like the connections then with luke cage are really meaningful and it, it, it's just done in a really nice layered way this entire series i think Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree completely with you. And one thing I kind of want to bring in is that layering of the characters. It, it doesn't just extend to the main characters. This was the first, in my opinion, series where we started getting the introduction of other layered, layered characters. We did see it to a degree in Daredevil season one, uh, where they, but it was it, it was a tight knit cast there. Here they introduced. Um, Luke Cage, and we start seeing the beginning of the formation of that character mm-hmm. in from a audience perspective. But I wanted to bring it to the other two powerful female figures in this show, and this is again, we brought this up a lot in talking about how this was a uh, showing the again as much as we can understand as males living in Ireland the uh, the showing how powerful women can be in the in the world of in the United States for example but that was Trish Walker Patsy Walker Hellcat herself mm-hmm. and Jerry Hogarth and these two characters and i remember we talked like we chanted Jerry a lot <laughs> uh, during that uh-huh. during this series because um, the character we saw that was brought out was so bare knuckle, so 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 brash, 
but we loved her for it. And then Patsy Walker, like having Patsy there, showing this this side of a woman who was attacked as well, uh, and then started training herself to become more secure uh, in herself and mm-hmm. like that understanding and she still had that locked she had the double padded doors but then we actually did see that she also like started doing the Krav Maga and was training to protect herself yeah it was brilliant yeah right and, right. and, and that's the support of Jessica as well driving driving Trish to do that and it's also the the kind of challenge because they're almost sisters it's like that little challenge of Jessica has superpowers I don't but I'm still going to be a strong woman I'm still going to fight for myself and Trish's abusive mother as well you Mm. know Dorothy just that other side or different angle on sort of uh, abuse Mm -hmm. as well it really was laid and and even you have with the brother and sister upstairs in the flat above where uh, i think we postulated that um she could be typhoid mary Mm. but you know we then also have with her she was very domineering of her brother and that who ultimately it is slaughtered by Kilgrave in uh, you know that was that was a shocking moment yeah. Yeah. really was the innocents don't do very well in this show no where he's dead on Jessica's bed and in the same way as with the opening episode where Hope Schlotman mm. you know murders both her parents in in, in the lift yeah uh, so this is and she has a, a very definitive end in the show and a very difficult end where she sacrifices herself so that Jessica doesn't have to hold herself back in her fight against Hulk or sorry against uh, against Kilgrave absolutely but I mean you know by the end then of of Jessica Jones season one after the 13 episodes really you know what we're we're left with is yeah, Kilgrave. kind of the big moments of, of where we're left before we get into the Defenders. So Absolutely. there's things, things that need to be tied up now uh, that can be tied up in the Defenders and could possibly lead into Jessica Jones Season 2. Yeah, so, you know, Kilgrave is is dead. Mm-hmm. And she has become essentially estranged, slightly estranged from Luke Cage as as well. But she's retrieved the flash drive, uh, which was full of the data uh, that Luke Cage's wife had. Uh, so we're still to fully understand what's on that flash drive. Mm-hmm. Jessica has reopened Alias Investigations, presumably with um, Malcolm uh, as an assistant as well, which is great. Loved Malcolm. And we have Will Simpson, who has been taken from the hospital uh, by the former uh, his former special ops team mm. from when he was in the army with you know various pills um red pill blue pill green pill white pill that make him more powerful and which we postulated could be leading him down a nuclear option uh, <laughs> to becoming nuke possibly yeah yeah we'll, we will see so of of the kind of ending points for the show obviously the the, the big ending for the TV show the definitive ending of Gilgrave where his neck is snapped and he's dead. Um, we talked about it during the time, and I think it was the best option. I think it was one of the one of those great things. You've got a great character. Marvel's very used to keeping those characters alive, but throughout the series, Jessica had done everything. She captured him. She got the cops involved. She'd done everything that she possibly could, and her last option is to kill him. So that's kind of the end of that story, I suppose. Alias investigations will continue, um, whether that be in defenders or in jessica jones season two it seems like elias investigations is now reopen under jessica and um, i think the two big 
pieces that that will continue on is Will Simpson. What's going to happen to him? Where is he gone? So it's it's a big cliffhanger almost. But you think that will be in Defenders or in Jessica's season two? I feel that's Jessica's season two, definitely. Um, yeah. But the big one for me is the flash drive that had everything about IGH, uh, all of the interesting information that had been taken by um, by Luke Cage's wife. It will come into play in our in our Luke Cage recap, definitely. Um, but it included things like all of the other kids that were experimented on alongside Kilgrave. There's loads of more information and that hasn't really come back into things like Do you like think IGH might have something to do with Alexandra? I know she's the hand, but that that a bit like with Rand Enterprises mm-hmm. is, is, is a cover for her. That's why maybe we see, even though we said that boardroom could have been on the 13th floor of Rand Enterprises, that maybe... It's a similar deal with with IGH, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and that that is another player that flash drive for the the defenders, and um, certainly, I suspect that with Alias Investigations being uh, open reopened, that you know, it seems from one of the trailers that she, you know, is bumping it might potentially bump into one of the defenders through that route or something. You never know. But certainly all this baggage is very much still there mm-hmm. uh, within um, within Jessica. And what? it'll be interesting now to see how much of it does come into the defenders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really hope that they don't necessarily treat them as a clean slate. No. you know. And certainly, at least from the trailer as well, we did see that, um, you know their friends are going to be hunted and, and there's the idea that Trish is in danger, mm-hmm. maybe Malcolm, whoever else associated with Jessica. Yeah, I'm really hoping it's not something just like, you know, Trish and Jessica are out for a night on the booze and they happen to bump into somebody else and then the adventure kicks off. I hope they have a little bit of it. And I kind of want to see something about IGH. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to get much, guys. I think we'll get passing references, maybe. I think this will be more about bringing the team together. I think the continuation will be the reconciliation with Luke Kitch. Mm-hmm. I think that's where this will come from. I think the data drive, IGH, and Will Simpson will be season two. Right. Yeah. I think that is where we're getting in that this is Jessica's storyline. Um, although there is, as you said, links to Luke Cage and potentials of where the the experiments, etc. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to when we cover Luke Cage, but. I think that is where season two will come from. Right. You've got to have something to take it on to season two, don't you? Exactly. And also, I, I kind of want this just to be the story. It's the the origin of the team. They all have their own problems. Yeah, Luke has his. Matt has his. Danny has his. Uh, although Danny's is slightly more intrinsically linked to the Defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think we'll get passing references. We'll get maybe some connection regarding jerry etc there will be crossover yeah oh yeah i just think i think the two open questions regarding the flash drive and will simpson are it's our season two definitely excellent well 
With that, that's our coverage of Jessica Jones. We'll be back with our coverage of Luke Cage on the next episode, the uh, 13 episode series. Uh, if you want to hear our in-depth thoughts of Jessica Jones, just go to our website over at DefendersTVPodcast.com and search for Jessica Jones. Uh, all 13 episodes of the show are up there. Or you can find them over on iTunes. Just search Jessica Jones and you should be able to pick up the podcast over there as well. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back with you next time. Thank you very much, guys, and see you in the Defenders. Yeah, I'm going to get a glass of whiskey. <laughs> oh, as, whiskey watch. Yeah, whiskey watch. Uh, as always, thank you for listening, and of course we will and we'll speak with you next time. <laughs> Sorry, again. that's really kill gravy of me. <laughs> no, we will just speak with you next time. Bye. <laughs>